Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Heart of Healthcare. This is your host, Hallie Tecco. We are in the final stages of The Heart of Healthcare $50,000 grant challenge. We had over 100 nonprofits apply, and our esteemed group of judges helped us narrow it down to four amazing organizations. Each of these semifinalists have already received a $2,500 grant. Now we're looking to you, our listeners, to help us pick the $50,000 grand prize winner. Today, you'll hear from each of these organizations. Once you listen to all of them, you can decide which one gets your vote by going to heartofhealthcarepodcast.com slash grants. It's also in the show notes. You have until October 1st to place your vote. So with no further ado, let's hear it from the semifinalists. Peace and blessings, Heart of Healthcare podcast listeners. My name is Jeff Jones, and I'm the executive director of Hope Village Revitalization, a small but powerful organization in the heart of the city of Detroit. Hope Village Revitalization is a community-led and community-driven organization whose mission is to move our neighborhood forward in a way that mitigates disparities in wealth, privilege, educational resources, and in health. We pledge to collaborate and be a part of the collective working toward an equitable and sustainable development in the city of Detroit. As a lifelong resident of Hope Village, I know personally the challenges that our community has faced. Our community has endured civil unrest, decades of white flight and disinvestment, natural disasters, and most recently, the COVID-19 pandemic. Our work began as the Hope Village Citizenship for Health, which was a collaboration of Hope Village residents, healthcare providers, and our university partners working together to improve the health and well-being of our residents in the Hope Village neighborhood through civic engagement. This group met for months to deliberate around best practices and what would be the best methods to engage our residents to talk about local health resources, and to encourage our neighbors to begin and continue their journey to an improved health. Not long thereafter, our university partners at Wayne State published research through their Population Health Outcomes Information Exchange, or Phoenix for short, which mapped out the health outcomes for Hope Village residents when compared to our suburban counterparts 
and the news was not good. Along metrics like life expectancy, incidence of diabetes, asthma, or hypertension, those metrics were much worse for the Hope Village residents when compared to their suburban counterparts. However, we leaned into this unfortunate data and discovered our resiliency and resolve to change the trajectory of our health outcomes in Hope Village. We gained the confidence as a community to take on this challenge. What began as small group deliberations grew to become an entire neighborhood activated to live their best and healthiest lives. Hope Village residents began self-reporting their blood pressures, weight and waistline measurements to our community health advocate who would publicly acknowledge their accomplishments and reward their successes. Along with our neighborhood resource navigator, our Hope Village 360 Health Initiative, as we were now calling it, was having dramatic effect throughout the community. More and more of our residents were showing up for our healthy cooking demonstrations, and even more neighbors showed up for our walking program, Tai Chi classes, or the free Zumba programs that we offered during the summer. So what would this funding allow Hope Village Revitalization to do? First, it would allow us to expand the capacity of our team to deliver this quality programming to more residents in our community. I'm amazed at the volume of work we are able to accomplish with such a small team. This expanded capacity would allow our organization to address additional areas in the social determinants of health by strengthening our ability to collaborate and support other healthcare entities in our neighborhood. Lastly, with your support, this funding would allow Hope Village Revitalization to continue on our effort to make Hope Village the first blue community in the Midwest where our residents are living their longest and best lives. Thank you. Hello, my name is Dr. Denali Fernando, and I'm the executive director of the Libertas Center for Human Rights at Elmhurst Hospital, a New York City health and hospital safety net in Queens. I'm also an emergency medicine physician at the hospital and an associate professor of emergency medicine at the ICANN School of Medicine at Mount Sinai. I cared for a patient in the emergency department who had 780 visits within a month for abdominal pain, resulting in an extensive medical workup that was unrevealing. He fled his home in Asia after persecution for his political activism and traveled via plane, train, bus, donkey, boat, and foot across 11 countries in South and Central America to seek refuge in the U.S. because, in his words, the U.S. is a safe haven for human rights. He had been living on the streets and, despite his endurance throughout his journey, had come to the end of his rope and was contemplating suicide. After receiving health, legal, and social services from Libertas, his mental health stabilized, he filed his asylum application and got stable housing and employment. His abdominal pain, eventually deemed to be stress-induced gastritis, was subsequently much improved. 
Libertas serves immigrants in New York City who have survived torture and severe human rights violations in their home countries on the basis of race, religion, ethnicity, political opinion, social or political activism, sexual orientation, gender, or another aspect of their identity or beliefs. Libertas' location in Queens, home to over a third of New York City's immigrant population and one of the most ethnically diverse counties in the U.S., uniquely positions us to identify and care for survivors. Our mission is to provide integrated services to help torture survivors heal, regain independence, and restore hope and humanity in their lives. Libertas provides trauma-informed services to address the multifaceted needs resulting from the biopsychosocial spiritual effects of torture. We serve over 300 clients annually from over 65 countries and speaking over 70 languages. At intake, over 90% of our clients are asylum seekers who have experienced deliberate, profound harm, including psychological torture, physical and sexual violence. Our program helps clients access the services they need through direct care, collaborative partnerships, and a large referral network. Libertas trains healthcare providers to identify, care for, and refer survivors. We build community awareness of survivors' needs and experiences, conduct research on best practices, and advocate for policy and systems changes to improve their lives. Since the spring of 2022 alone, nearly 100,000 asylum seekers have arrived in New York City, and data shows that tens of thousands of torture survivors already lived in our five boroughs. Torture can have a lifelong impact. Survivors face psychological symptoms, including high rates of post-traumatic stress disorder and depression, medical needs ranging from orthopedic, neurological, and gynecological injuries, basic social needs such as food, shelter, clothing, job placement, and English classes, and considerable legal needs with many clients stuck in the asylum backlog for six years or more. The goal of torture is to fragment and break individuals and communities. Healing requires trusting relationships. We believe that all human beings deserve to lead healthy, independent lives and receive support in a safe environment where their identity, goals, and hopes are affirmed. Six months after receiving services from the Libertas Center, over 80% of Libertas clients report improvement in their physical and mental health, ability to meet their needs, and life overall. The survivors we serve are incredibly talented, resilient individuals, many of whom were activists and advocates in their home countries. With a little help to get back on their feet, they have much to contribute to our society here. Receiving $50,000 from the Heart of Healthcare would make a significant impact on our work. Through the addition of staff time, it would enable us to deliver supportive counseling, care coordination, and intensive case management for 150 survivors to improve their well-being and live safely and freely as their full selves. Thank you to the Heart of Healthcare for this opportunity and to all of you for taking the time to listen to our story. You can read more about our work at libertascenter.net. Thank you. Hi, I'm Kia, co-founder of Serum, a nonprofit tech company that's reimagining healthcare for communities. Every day across the country, millions of people have to make difficult choices about their healthcare. 
People like Kimberly, who told us, there was times where I had to choose between food and pills. It wasn't luxury stuff because I didn't make a whole lot, but you know, just everyday things. Okay, can I get shampoo and conditioner? I mean, things you just take for granted. No one should have to make this type of choice. Prescription drug prices are too high. One in four working age adults report difficulty in affording the medications they need to stay healthy. That's 50 million people who aren't filling prescriptions, cutting pills in half, or skipping doses altogether. And yet medications are one of the most effective health interventions available, but they don't work if you don't take them. And 10,000 people die every month from not taking the medications they need. More people die from not taking medicine than opioid overdoses and car crashes combined. And hardest hit are uninsured and underinsured patients, folks who have lower income and are often from communities of color. All of this causes preventable emergency room visits, hospitalizations, and bills, which is just widening the gap that folks have to overcome to pursue a better life, education, and career. At the same time, there's up to $11 billion of perfectly good medicine that goes to waste every year. This medicine comes from manufacturers, wholesalers, hospitals, health facilities, who one may have over-forecasted demand for a medication they need, causing some surplus, or two, there's a patient-level event, like someone has a dosage change or discharge, or they're no longer taking that medication. This surplus is sealed, it's not expired, so it's perfectly good medicine that could save or improve someone's quality of life. But instead, it's usually sent to a medical incinerator, which costs money, or sometimes it's even flushed down the toilet. With patients needing medication on one hand and perfectly good medications getting thrown away on the other, this is just an injustice and it's totally avoidable. And that's what Serum is here to do. We try to make it so that donating is just as easy as recycling a soda can. For the healthcare organizations that have extra medications, we give them a recycling bin and they fill the bin. When it's full, our platform coordinates a courier pickup um, and we handle shipping, tracking, and record keeping. We then work with free and nonprofit clinics and pharmacies across the country to get them the medications. Licensed professionals like doctors and pharmacists double check that all the medications are within use, so they're unexpired and safe to give to patients and they can use our software to inventory this medications to help them get it out more effectively. These community organizations fill prescriptions just like a retail pharmacy would, but the medication is super low cost, like $2 for a prescription or even free. Through our donation network, Serum can offer community partners and their patients 500 plus different medications to treat everything from heart disease to diabetes to mental health. Everyone deserves easy, affordable access to the medicine they need to stay healthy and thrive. Since our founding, we've redistributed $200 million of life-saving medications, the equivalent to 1.8 million prescriptions, to enough for hundreds of thousands of patients. And we're just getting started. Our big goal is to get to approaching a billion dollars of medicine to a million patients. A $50,000 grant would provide core support to build more partnerships with organizations that have surplus medications they would otherwise destroy and community partnerships to get more medications to more patients. 
It would also help us R&D a project to look at specialty medications. These are the expensive drugs that exist in the healthcare system and often require refrigeration. And they're used for everything from cancer oncology to fertility. And they're already expensive for most people, but they are particularly inaccessible for lower income communities. The American healthcare system is complicated by design, but this is pretty simple. Let's make sure no medicine goes to waste and instead goes to someone who needs it. Let's save medicine so that hopefully we can save lives. There is a traditional story among Northern Plains indigenous peoples about three sisters walking along a river. And as they're walking along the river, they see babies and young children in the water struggling to stay afloat. The first sister declares this is an emergency. It's a crisis. We need to get the babies out of the water immediately. The second sister thinks about that and says, no, we need to teach the babies how to swim so they can survive while they're in the water. The third sister keeps walking upstream and the other two get angry with her and say, where are you going? Why aren't you helping us? And she says, I'm going to find out who's putting these babies in the water and I'm going to stop them. And from my perspective, that is public health. That's working further upstream to prevent problems from occurring in the first place. My name is Dr. Donald Warren. I'm Oglala Lakota from Pine Ridge, South Dakota, and I come from a long line of traditional healers and medicine men. I also have a medical degree from Stanford University and a Master of Public Health from Harvard University. I worked as a practitioner for many years, and that was a very rewarding experience. But I knew from working with countless Indigenous community members, dealing with chronic conditions and the impacts of historical trauma, cultural erasure, and other challenges that I needed to work further upstream to address the root causes driving our health inequities. Today, I serve as the co-director of the Johns Hopkins Center for Indigenous Health, and we work in partnership with Indigenous communities to advance well-being, health, and leadership. Unfortunately, Indigenous people suffer from among the greatest inequities in the world, and this is a direct result of long-standing colonization, marginalization, poverty, and all kinds of social determinants of health that are creating terrible health disparities. These historical and current injustices have had a devastating and reverberating impact across families and communities for generations. And at the root of these injustices, in many ways, are broken treaties, promises from the federal government that were not fulfilled. And unfortunately, indigenous peoples in the United States have among the worst health disparities in the country. To address these challenges, our center focuses on community-driven priorities. These include family strengthening programs, public health programs, upstream work to prevent chronic diseases, education, and leadership development. Most recently, we, we have begun a health policy core to complement and amplify our work. So what would we do with this award? At the heart of Indigenous health inequities have been centuries of federal policies that have perpetuated historical and intergenerational trauma. And some of the outcomes of trauma include mental health challenges, chronic disease challenges, and all other kinds of social determinants of health. Some of the most egregious policies historically were stolen lands and broken treaties and the removal of children from their homes and placement in abusive federal boarding schools. These acts have led to tremendous loss of land, natural resources, culture, food systems, language, economies, and a thousand generations of traditional knowledge. Public policy and health policy is precisely where these core issues need to be addressed. 
so we can improve health systems, education systems, and economic opportunities in respect of tribal sovereignty. And where we see the greatest opportunity for profound and lasting change is within the policy arena. My colleagues and I will use this award to launch a new public policy core at our Center for Indigenous Health. This core will be a powerful platform from which experts can educate elected officials and forge national, state, and tribal policy changes to reverse centuries of historic racism and marginalization. Funding from the Heart of Healthcare podcast will significantly expedite the launch of our new public policy initiatives and will accelerate the pace at which we can improve health outcomes and health status in Indigenous communities. I'm deeply grateful for the opportunity to lead this initiative and to leverage our collective expertise and experience at the highest levels of local and federal government to create the maximum impact for Indigenous families. Thank you so much. Now that you've heard from all four organizations, you can place your vote. Please do so at heartofhealthcarepodcast.com. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Heart of Healthcare. If you like the show, be sure to subscribe, leave a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on social, and tell all your friends to listen. The Heart of Healthcare is a product of Offscript Health. We are a healthcare engagement company built for patients and caregivers by patients and caregivers. Our executive producers are Matthew Zachary and Andrew McDowell. Our host is Hallie Tecco. For advertising and media inquiries, email media at offscriptnot.com. That's media at offscript.com. For more information, visit offscript.com. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.